This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We're on the air. It's Power Lunch on Power 98.7. Thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. And uh, yeah, we heard the bullying story that is in our Power News report. And of course, that coupled with the voice note that uh, we received a little bit earlier on. We're going to try and get um, a team together uh, on air to to speak about this issue. Because obviously, so many children are um, just senselessly losing their lives as a result of being bullied. Um, And this is something that has uh, happened so often that... um, it's uh, It's got to be dealt with, and we will be dealing with that. So possibly around 2.30, we're going to try and get to the bottom of it right here on Power Lunch. So stick around for that conversation with your contributions as well. Today, we're talking in the psychology of segment about something that on surface level looks superficial and maybe, you know, meme worthy, but really can affect your life, can affect how you choose to work, can affect how work, school, the day affects and impacts you. And if you're not able to really get a sense of who you are when it comes to this issue, you can always feel just a little bit destabilized and a little bit off kilter. So let's talk a little bit about it, understanding the psychology of morning people and night owls. On the line with us, we have Lireko Kobela, uh, who is a PhD fellow with the Center for the Study of the Afterlife of Violence and Reparative Quest. Um, Lireko, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Pavi. It's a pleasure to be on. And um, in studio, as always, I think if you just open your voice, and Samu, you're, you're, we'll know exactly who you are. Uh, and Samu Munga joins us as well. Hi, Samu. Hi, Pavi. Lovely to be here. Okay, so let's start at the very beginning. Lireko, morning person, night owl. Who are you? Definitely night. Night owl. And Samu? Yes. I, I always considered myself as a night owl. And then what happened? Uh, and then life happened and I needed to make certain choices yeah. and pursuing certain goals. And that's where the conversation today is going to go. Okay, that's very interesting because I'm very much like you in some way. I've never been a morning person from little. I can remember going, is it necessary? Is this absolutely necessary? 5.30, <laughs> 6 o'clock, is right. this necessary? Right. But because of life, um, certain choices do have to be made. And I'm sure you'll agree with us, Lereko, as well. So let's talk about some of the defining characteristics. What makes a morning person a morning person? And what makes a night owl that way? Uh, are, are these preferences? Is it the way your body is set up? Is it psychological? What's going on, Lereko? Um, well, I think, so I'm... Um, I want to say I'm a recovering night owl. I'm not necessarily. (laughs) Um, But I think it's partly a preference and partly maybe just how someone is built, I think. Um, I know for myself, and I guess I can only really speak from my own perspective, one one common denominator that I notice between night owls and morning people is I think we both want the quieter hours, right? So I know for myself when I'm studying or I'm doing work, I find that I tend to clock into my work around 10 p.m., mm. sometimes later, 
precisely because there aren't any more distractions. I'm not getting a phone call, you know, for a fat chat or anything like that. So I get to sort of relax into work at that hour. However, saying that, and that's why I'm I'm calling myself a recovering night owl, mm. is that I become tired quicker because I've spent the day awake and doing activities and you know almost distracting myself away from work that by the time I sit I can only really sit for like another two maybe three hours or so um yeah so for me I don't quite know if it's I think for I don't think I'm built that way I think it's a preference I think mm. I prefer to work in the night yeah and summer yeah the there's a lot of research around uh, around behaviors right and and, and how we how we set ourselves up go, go, growing up. Mm. So some some research, when you look at biological research, neurological and neuropsychological research, there will be a school that says that this is part of somebody's makeup. And some people have tried to tie this up with the, the time that the person was born as having an impact on how their clock is formed. So when we talk about the, the, the body clock, mm. right? So the time of your birth, you're born at this particular time, you're awake in that moment. And then that makes uh, sense for me. Uh, yeah. Night baby. Right. Mm. And then and then the cycle begins, right? So there's, there was a school up until a few years ago that mm. believed that some things were set for life, right? Until we started getting into epigenetics mm. and, and brain plasticity that then started telling us, well, you, one could have certain conditionings and certain predispositions to certain behaviors. It does not necessarily mean that that behavior is set and fixed, mm. So the plasticity comes in and then comes in the issue about go life goals. And that's where the psychology comes in, right? So the, the, the pursuing the pursuance of goals, of life goals, how one wants to live life, you mentioned right at the beginning. It's one thing to want to burn the candle on both ends, right? But then it's another thing if you're going to decide to work in a company that requires you to be at work at seven in the morning yeah. and then you're up watching Arsenal playing at two <laughs> o'clock in the evening and much of that time actually is spent just, just lazing around. Right. right. You're really passing time. And then you have to be up. And you're not really up until maybe 10 o'clock, but you have to perform, you have to act, you have to show up at 7 o'clock. So and then comes the decisions that one has to make. So while one may be disposed to certain uh, positioning in terms of how they choose to use their time or how they use their time, then the, the choices of being alive, of working, being an adult, of being in, in, in this economy will require that we make certain choices. So that's very interesting. And I want to get to how you can utilize neuroplasticity and, and change uh, your uh, body clock or chronotype, as it were. But I, I'm curious to know, uh, you know, Direko, you're talking about 
what you do with your night owl hours, right? You're studying. And I know artists love to record their music late at night and paint and draw and whatever the heck else, right? The creativity that comes from the night hours. Um, so do morning people and night owls differ in terms of, you know, their creativity, risk-taking behavior, you know, those types of personality traits? Is there any sort of scientific effort, um, uh, evidence to that end? Um, I don't know, Pabi. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know in terms of the scientific element of it. Um, and maybe someone can help me here. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, but what I know of myself is I, uh, I'm most creative when I run out of time. And I think there's a saying, I, know, I don't know how, but I, something around the lines of like the work fits within the time you give it, sure, something like that. Sure. And sometimes I know when I have a lot of time, I will fill it with like going to the beach. I'm calling from Cape Town, by the right, way. So I right. will go to the beach. I will chill with friends. I might read a few books of a page. I mean, of a, of a book. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever. And then when I realize, oh, it's the 11th hour, then I clock in and somehow then I become inspired to like create the next best thing. Um, but I think but that's I something slightly different. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. a, a person who jumps out of bed and the first thing they want to do is like a morning salutation, yoga. <laughs> and you know what I mean? They're like, wow, the birds are chirping. I personally have never understood that. Like, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's nice. But yeah. no. Um, but at night, there's something that happens. The creative juices spark. You know, even mm. spiritual people, the 12 o'clock midnight prayer, things happen differently morning-wise versus night-wise. And Samu, do you have a view? I, I actually don't think it's so much of morning time versus night time. Mm -hmm. I think it's the, it's the choices that people make and and on how they want to use the time that is available. Okay. Right. Once <laughs> once I have made a choice about how I want to spend my time, whether yeah. it's morning or or evening or midday and and then I start the funny thing is that then I start making up stories to justify my choice of of that particular time. And these Help stories me understand. what do you mean? And these stories these stories can be wonderful, right? Um, I, I can start creating, and they're very welcome stories because they help us cement the decision that we have made mm. around how we're choosing to use the time. So we, we can romanticize those periods of time that I'm, I'm most creative at this particular time. Okay. I'm, I'm most engaged at this, this particular time when we can embellish that story okay. with all sorts of things, right? That for me at the moment, because I try to wake up very early in the morning, uh, like I said, I was growing up in my home. I was the last person to leave the the, the sitting room. Uh, it was in the time when television had a closing time, right. right? So I almost always left the sitting room when television closed, right. and there was a ping that came when the when the TV shut down, mm. right? And my dad would be calling from the, from his bedroom 
to get me to bed. Yeah. Right, that became a pattern, and 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 I thought, I thought to myself, I convinced myself that I was a night person, and I was most creative, most engaged at night. And my mother was trying to get me to wake up in the morning because she believed that in the morning it was it was a time of magic, a time of engagement. There was something magical about the early morning, the early hours, right? And we use the phrase, the early bird catches the worm, oh right? Gosh. And can I just tell you? Yeah. Um, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, that's that's the thing that mothers do. Then I realized I am mothers. Right. And as you said, the early bird catches the worm. Do you know how many times I've said that to my child? <laughs> because, you know, I think he, like me, naturally is a bit more sluggish in the morning. Mm. But because of this, because of, I think, the way society is set up, it's school organized. does not start yeah. at midday. Yeah. School starts Early in the morning. Exactly. Um, and so all of the perceptions, all of the way that coffee shops, the way that like everything is set up yes. to value, honor, and um, give positive feedback to the morning. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about this change, right? If you're in recovery, Direko, yeah. so are we. <laughs> How have you started the change to become a little bit less grumpy in the morning um and, and right. yeah um, yeah well <laughs> um i think it goes back to when someone talked about or touched on on like neuroplasticity mm. and you know, the ability to be flexible and going back to the conversation about nurture versus nature you know right. are we born this way or do we just acquire it over time it's like you know patterns of like out of habit yes um and so for me I think the reason I decided to be to explore not being a night owl was because I wanted to figure out if I could be more productive. Um, because the argument around being an early bird was convincing sure. <laughs> enough for me to want to try it. Mm. Part of why I was a night owl was because my timetable for the past six years or so hasn't required me to wake up super early. Mm. And so it was easy for me to sort of just you know, sleep whenever, wake, wake mm. up whenever. But now that my life is becoming a little bit more structured, I'm finding that I can't just sleep at 3 a.m. and expect to be okay at 8 a.m., you know. Um, so for myself, I've, I've, I've sort of had to, over the past, I want to say three weeks, I've tried to develop small habits um, of sleep, of getting ready for bed at around 7. Um, and I try to... I don't sleep at seven. I just start getting ready. So, and I usually, it takes me a while, the flossing, the brushing of the teeth, the mm. shower, having supper. And also recently I've added, uh, I don't switch on my, my lights. So I switch on. Oh man, our lines are doing something strange, but let's just wait for that to end. Okay. We'll get uh, Direko back on the line, but what she's mentioning is something very interesting. You're referring to it as the stories right the mythology yeah. around morning time or night owl time and she's mentioning routine exactly yeah. practicality yes right yes. practicality so you mentioned earlier that if if we put it as as a as a thing of being most creative at a particular time that might be the story that i'm telling myself around my choice of using this particular time if I'm an artist, mm. right, and I'm expected to show up at work at uh, at seven or at six in the morning, mm. depending on what is what is going on, 
that story then begins to get to be challenged, right? It, it gets challenged by practicality. So uh, in, a, in, our, in our culture at the moment, there's a reason a, a book like Robin Sharma's 5 a.m. Club and all these other books, I right? I personally bullied by that book. Uh, exactly. So <laughs> and there's, there's a reason such a book would sell so much, right? Of course. Partly because of what you mentioned, that our culture... Uh, economics and uh, uh, social systems are built around mourning people. And also evolutionarily, the way societies evolved, people worked with, with the sun, right? So you, you wake up with the sun, you go to bed with the sun. So even in our makeup, our historical makeup, mm. there's a bias towards sunlight, you know? So you, you're up with the sun, you go to bed with the sun, and then, then came this theory of eight an eight hour work week, work week, sleep. and sleep, sleep right? Yeah. So there are all those kind of mythologies that we use, and depending on where one is, we can we can use them. But then they get challenged by practicality. Yeah. If if I'm going to work as as an artist and my performances are at eight o'clock every night, well, it makes sense that I go to bed at midnight. Most performers have to work at night. They uh, they finish their show at 11. Mm. And then if you're like me, I would be Please in... Your message after if, if you're like me, I would be in a high at that particular time. Sure, takes after, a while After a performance, it takes a while mm. to decompress and to get the adrenaline down and mm. before I can actually get to sleep, right? So it makes sense to be awake at midnight or at mm. one o'clock um, if I'm a performer who has to be at the shows at six in the evening. There's maybe wishful thinking, but is there any way that a workplace or school can be accommodative and flexible and inclusive for those who have diverse chronotypes? It's a good question. and um, the I think... W- there may be a desire to organize in, 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 by the way, I don't know. I know that in some places in the world, schools are organized that way, not necessarily because they were, you know, superly thinking about accommodating children who have different chronotypes. Sure. No, it was just practical that they had three different classes, three different seatings in the school. So you'd have so three different start times? You have three different start times oh, of the day, of the school day. Yeah. So it was more practical just to accommodate more students, right. to use the property yes. for much, for more students. So staggered in the schedule. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. But then, I mean, it's the lack of the draw or what do you sign up for when you want to attend? No, you, you just thought. Yeah. Uh, you're coming for the 10, 10 o'clock session. Yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. Are you a morning person? Are you a, a lark or you're a night owl? Let me know. 0861987000. Um, and let's talk a little bit about how you've been able to change it. I love the idea of creating a routine, Derek, and hopefully you're back with us. And that, that wind down routine. So, you know, these phones... Um, are very clever. So there's a thing that you can do way before. Uh, so you it almost it's retrospective. So you know what time you're going to wake up, mm-hmm. and then it tells you how many hours you'll get to sleep, which is best for your this, that, and the other thing. And then it tells you what time to go to sleep, and then it tells you what time to start winding down mm. for sleep. 
That thing is miraculous to it me. Is. I've never had a winding down um, mentality. So, so that for you has helped you. What about then first thing in the morning? What's, what's helping you when it's time to get up? That is a good question. Nah. Because- <laughs> You're still working out the kinks. <laughs> Exactly. Because yeah. I, I, when I wake up, for instance, the other morning, I woke up ridiculously early. For what reason? I'm not too sure. It was like mm. 10 to 4. Mm. And I was like, why am I up this early? Mm. Even when I wake up at like 6 a.m., I think the struggle is now what? Like, if, <laughs> you That's know, I'm like, I, I like when I wake up at say 8, maybe, yeah. or 9. Um, And I know, oh, I have to have breakfast. I have to get out of here. I have to go to the office or whatever it is. Like there's urgency. But again, going back to my reasons for trying to to, like transition into being a a morning person, Mm. it's so that I could maximize on my productivity. So it kind of, I still have to sort of negotiate with myself about sitting down and actually doing some, like an hour or two of work before I start. But I usually begin with like a meditation just to like, you know, or a prayer or something just to like ease into the day. But yeah, it is a bit of a negotiation between self and the morning, <laughs> whether to go back to sleep or just to like stay up yeah. and, and actually stick to the plan of trying to be more productive. Um, I think there I may, I may, I may need to cement a few more uh, rituals, but uh, it's, it's not, yeah, I haven't caught, I haven't gotten it right just yet, but. Mm. Hmm. Morning rituals. Yeah. Nzamu, what can we start implementing? I, I I can swear by rituals and especially in the morning, right? I, I I'm I'm a four o'clock uh, up mm. person now. I can claim that. I wake up at four o'clock and then I walk into into that kitchen uh-huh. and I start getting my wa- the water ready. You know, I drink lemon water in the morning and I, I also drink uh, you know freshly made coffee and at four o'clock Everything is right with the world. Okay. Everything is right with the world. You know, yeah. it's it's silent. Uh, I can hear myself think. Yeah. I can feel my way into the day. Yeah. And and once I feel really comfortable within myself, within my body, then I step out for a morning run. Uh. And that and that grounds me. So that's about five o'clock. Five o'clock, I'm on the road. I'm doing my 10K, my 15, or whatever distance that I'm doing on mm, that day. Mm. Um, uh, and that really just helps me to, to, to ground myself, to mm. feel myself on the earth, right? And I come back, I've processed my thoughts, I've, I've stayed with myself for a little while. Mm. And those little rituals add up. Right, and they may not feel they might feel they may not feel like a lot in that moment, but they they do add up. If I don't do any of those in that particular sequence, I, I know I off. feel yeah, yeah I feel myself that I'm, I'm kind of off center yeah. most of the day. I mean that has just been one of the greatest um, changes in my life to start a morning routine, mm. not just get up flustered, not just do what needs to happen, yeah. but to actually start a morning routine. I love it. We've come to the end of our conversation. Thank you so much uh, to you and Samu. And thank you so much, Direko, for joining us um, and talking about whether you are a lark or an owl, uh, understanding the psychology of morning people and night owls. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za.
or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.